But golly, I am so excited about this series called From Empty to Full. And I'm already hearing great and wonderful and exciting stories from you about the way fasting is helping you, helping you to find freedom, helping you to find strength, helping you to find direction. And so thanks for doing that. Uh, I want to remind you, if you have not yet started the fast, it's not too late. You can start today or tomorrow and it will help you to find great avenues for connection with God. Let me remind you of a couple of ways that you can learn some more about that. If you'll just go to tmumc.org fast, we've got some great information about fasting, ways you can fast, why it's helpful. And then if you'll go to slash Lent, man, there are all kinds of resources there for you. Devotions, uh, information about upcoming opportunities and ways that you can develop your faith and grow in your relationship with Jesus. So make sure that you're doing this because this helps us to go from empty to full. Well, so last week we discovered about how we could find freedom from bondage, freedom from self-absorption through fasting. Today, I want to talk a little bit more about fasting and in particular, how we can use fasting to help us find direction, how we can learn God's direction for our lives, direction for faith, understanding God's ways. It's a really great way to do that. Fasting helps hone us and focus us on God, and therefore we can find greater direction from God. You know, a way to talk about this direction, I think, is to also talk maybe about discernment. So if we, if we understand discernment, how can I discern things? How can I discern uh, God's ways? That helps us a lot. So let me just start real quickly by talking about what spiritual discernment is. It, I'll give it just a real simple definition. Spiritual discernment is the ability to determine God's will and God's ways. Now, that may seem overwhelming. So all I really mean by this is if, if we are in spiritual discernment, it's a way for us to understand God's desires for our lives and God's wisdom for how we ought to get there. And the beauty of fasting is it helps get us there more rapidly and through a series of understandings in our fasting and connecting that with prayer, man, we can go far in terms of spiritual discernment understanding God's ways for our lives and God's will for who we are. Man, wouldn't that be cool? And so if we'll use fasting, it will be helpful. I want to share with you an early church story about that that is really quite profound. You know, the book of Acts is, a, is an account of those early churches and how the church began to take off for Jesus' sake. And there's a couple of different churches that are identified throughout the book of Acts that help us better understand this. And so today we're going to talk about the church at Antioch. It's in what would be known as Syria today, and it's in Acts chapter 13. And so uh, the story is very simple, it's very short, and it just describes that church at Antioch and how it is they used fasting to find direction and discernment of God. Listen to this description. Now, in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menean, a member of the court of Herod, the ruler, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have been called. They have been called. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. 
Now, look, there's two things about this story that I love. Um, the, the, the church itself, the description of Antioch and the members and sort of what gets this church going. It's an early church, remember? It's one of the very first churches of Jesus that begins to share the gospel. And this story is literally about how fasting helps them understand how it is they're going to go share the gospel of Jesus Christ. But the two things I love is the diversity of the church. I'll say a bit more about that in just a second. And then the way that they used fasting. So remember, at the very beginning, there's this description of the five folks who, who are a part of this church in Antioch. Now, the church in Antioch is here in this corner where modern day Syria. But look, um, it talks about uh, Barnabas. And we're told earlier in Scripture that Barnabas is from Cyprus, which is that island. And, and that's another country. Right. And then we're told about um, uh, Simeon, who's who's called Niger. And that is a name for black, which means he's from the continent of Africa. And then we talk about Lucius, who's from Cyrene. And Cyrene uh, in biblical days is what you and I would know as Libya on the continent of Africa. So that far circle on the far south. And then we're um, um, Manisha, who is from Rome because he's in the court of Herod. And Herod is the ruler of the then known Roman Empire. And then, of course, Saul, that scripture tells us in, in Acts chapter nine is from Tarsus, which is uh, modern day Turkey. So look, you gather these five folks together. They're from all over the then known world, right? Rome and, and Northern Africa and Turkey and Syria. And, and it becomes amazing to me that these folks who have different ethnicities and different cultural backgrounds, different worldviews, they've all come together at this one church called Antioch. And they know that it's going to take a massive amount of energy and effort and unity in order to share the gospel, in order to tell other people about who Jesus is. And they found a way to do it. They wanted to promote the gospel, to tell others about Jesus and help others to come to know him. And what was the tool they used? Fasting and prayer. How cool is that? It said right there that they, they, they were fasting and while they were fasting and praying, the Spirit shows up and the Holy Spirit says to them, hey, set aside the ones I've called Barnabas and Saul. This is the one who, of course, we also know as Paul, the apostle, and set them aside and let them share the gospel. And so before they were done, not only did those five people use prayer and fasting as a way to identify Saul and Barnabas, but then the church together fasts some more, prays, lays hands on them and sends them off to do their good work. Now, it's not even done there. I mean, so they send Paul and Barnabas off and Paul and Barnabas, having uh, received discernment through the church, through the fast that the church had done, now they begin to anoint others. We're told in the very next chapter, Acts chapter 14, that after they, meaning Paul and, and, and Barnabas, after they had appointed elders for them in each of the churches with prayer and fasting, they entrusted them to the Lord in whom they had come to believe. And so isn't it fascinating that um, Paul and Barnabas are set aside because of the fasting of the original Antiochian church. And then as they go out into the world to promote Jesus and to tell others about him, they too fast and pray in order to discern, to discover God's direction for these new people that they've got now anointed and going to send off on their part as well. It's brilliant. 
what they begin to discover is that no matter how varied they may be in their ethnicity or their cultural background, their educational background, that they can find unity in prayer and fasting so that they can discover God's direction for their lives, for the church, and for the way in which they're going to help share the good news of Jesus. I love it. And it all starts with the spiritual practice of fasting. So how does fasting help us find direction or discernment? Well, I want to suggest there are at least three ways that it does it. And it may be more simple than we think. Sometimes we make this stuff way too complicated. So think with me just for a minute. Um, the whole theme we're focusing on is empty to full, right? So fasting helps us to do that. In fact, fasting really is all about becoming full by emptying. So fasting is about emptying in order to make room, right? To make room for God, to make room for God's will and God's ways, to make room for faithfulness, right? And so if we're going to fast, the fast is going to help us make room for God. Now, I don't know about you, but I know we're all different. But when I am trying to discern, when I'm trying to figure something out for the future, to get a direction, here's what I do. You may not, but here's what I do. I literally find a quiet place. I, I literally make room in whatever room, or if it's outside, I kind of set aside some space for myself. And I literally clear my mind. I clear my calendar. I clear my uh, thoughts. I clear everything around me so that I can make room for hearing God, from discovering what God might have for me. And man, it helps tremendously because I'll, you know, I'll lay my phone down. I'll shut down any kinds of electronics. I, I have nothing around me and I just seek God's guidance. The fast helps exemplify that. Man, the fast, you add that to uh, the prayers and man, it makes all the difference in the world. So the first thing that is the gift of the way that we can discern or discover God's direction is to just fast in order to make room. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is that we fast because it's all about focus. It's all about direction, right? It's, it's that clearing and, and sort of uh, getting rid of the clutter. Um, now, I've got this thing that uh, I've discovered in myself over the last few years, and I think it's a sign of age, but maybe it's your way too. I don't know. But I've noticed that if I'm driving like in a rainstorm that's pretty hard, it's not hard enough to pull over, but man, it's just really intense. <laughs> I grab the steering wheel more clearly. I sit up straight. If I've got music or anything I'm listening to, I shut it down. I ask if anybody is riding with me to shut up. <laughs> and then I put my phone down. Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't supposed to tell you that, right? But my point is, I get focused. I get all kinds of clarity about where I'm going because it's hard for me to see. My glasses make that possible, thank you very much. And, and I have to get focused on what I'm doing. And this all helps me. I've made room, right? I've gotten focused and it helps for me to find clarity and insight and understanding. It's fascinating. There's when the Israelites had gone into back, uh, uh, the Babylonian captivity, when God literally uh, put them out, after they came back, God wanted them, of course, to rebuild the temple so that they could claim a way to worship God again. And there are several books in the Old Testament that describe this, but one small book, Ezra, helps us to see that they used fasting even way back then. This is a thousand years before Jesus' time. 
they used fasting as a way for clarity and for discernment. It's in Ezra chapter 8, and it goes something like this. Look, Ezra proclaims a fast beside the Ahava River or canal, a fast to humble ourselves before God and to pray for wise guidance for our journey. So you see, the fast begins that journey and you combine the fast with prayer and it makes all the difference in the world. In fact, not only does fasting make itself all about uh, making room and all about focus, but here's what else we know about fasting. Fasting is connected to prayer. Did you know that in almost half of every instance in scripture where fasting is described, it's tied together with prayer? And there's a clear reason for that. I mean, think about prayer just in and of itself. One of the many reasons we pray is to find connection with God, right? And in part, that connection with God through our praying is in order to find a way forward or to know where I need to go or what I'm needing to do or how it is God is at work in my life. That's direction. That's discernment. And so you can well imagine that if I if I pray and I combine that with fasting, there's a real sense of both intensity and a way to discover because of the focus and the making of room, man, I'm gonna get some clarity from God. I'm gonna get a direction. I'm gonna be able to discern what God desires for me. And sometimes if a church or a body of faith is praying and fasting together, man, there can be corporate discernment about where the church needs to go, how the church needs to do what it's gonna do. It's an amazing way to understand fasting in order to determine God's way and God's will for our lives. There's another Old Testament example. It's in the book of Daniel. Daniel, you know, not only comes out of the lion's den, not only gets out of the fiery furnace, but he begins to call his people to faithfulness. And one of the things we're told in Daniel chapter nine is that in order for him to present that and to call people to faithfulness, he turned to God and he pleaded with God in prayer and fasting so that he could know, God, how am I gonna do this? God, what's the way in which you want me to do this? And so his prayer and his fasting helped cleared his mind, cleared his soul, helped him to better understand how it was he was going to help the Israelites to become more faithful to God. Friends, I love this concept. This is one of the most powerful and profound understandings of fasting is that we can use it to discover God's will. We can use it to discover God's desire for our hearts and what it is we need to do. So here, I'm gonna issue you an invitation. I'm gonna invite you throughout the rest of Lent during your fast to use it as a way to discern God's desire for you with regard to how you're gonna be generous to the mobile clinic for Mozambique. Now, some of you may already know what you're gonna do or how you're gonna do it, but my guess is if you're like me, you're not 100% clear yet. You know you wanna be generous, you know you wanna make it possible, you have every intention to do that, but I wanna invite you to use prayer and fasting together to discern how much should I give? What is it that I need to do in order to be generous for the mobile clinics in Mozambique? And I'm here to assure you, through your fast and through the prayer, you're gonna get an answer. And it may be a challenging answer. It may be something a little beyond what you're comfortable with. But let me assure you of this as well. If God is calling you to that, 
God's going to make it happen. God's going to make it an opportunity. Second invitation. I want to invite you to consider the fast and your prayers as a way to discern how it is you're going to be more faithful throughout the season of Lent to God. Whatever that looks like, whether it's more scripture reading, whether it's more prayer time, whether it's more uh, service to others, whether it's more worship engagement, whatever it is, I want to invite you to use your fasting and your prayers to discover God's will for your life. And then I'm going to invite you to one last thing. I'm going to invite us together in our fasting and in our praying, not only for our faithfulness as individuals, but our faithfulness as Treach Memorial United Methodist Church. You know, there's nothing like these last 12 to 15 months in COVID and weather and all that kind of stuff to set us to not quite know where are we going? What do we need to do as a community of faith? But I'm here to suggest that if we together in our fasting and in our prayers will seek God's wisdom, seek discernment about what God wants us as a congregation to do, we will find it. How exciting is that? And so friends, I, I want to invite you to make room, to empty yourself so that you can become full with the richness of God and the wonder of God's love and life for you. And then I want you to share it. I'd love to hear it myself, but I want you to share it with others. And I want you to help them to know of the powerful gift of discernment and discovering God's will for your life because you have fasted and you have prayed. And when we do, God will respond and do amazing things. Thanks be to God that we have that opportunity. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, thank you for calling us to this place and time. Thank you for challenging us to fast during this season of Lent. God, some of us will fast from food. Some of us will fast from media. Some of us will fast from electronics. Some of us will fast from shopping. Some of us will have any number of ways to fast. But what we will do, God, hopefully, is use that fast along with prayer to discern where you are calling us and to what you are calling us. Help us, Lord, to discern your will and to understand your ways. And for all of that, God, we give you great thanks. In the name of Jesus Christ, we now pray, amen. Well, friends, as always, let me just say thank you for the amazing way that you make ministry possible. Uh, some of you may never know this, but you transform lives. You change hearts. You help people know that God loves them. And it's all because of your generosity. You know, if you want to make a gift now or maybe tomorrow, you can always text the letters T-M-U-M-C to the number 45777. Or of course, you can always go to tmumc.org give where you can schedule your giving or you can make a one-time gift. But whatever you do, thanks for all of it. It's an amazing gift.